Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! What is going on, sports fans? Lawrence Patchman Lang bringing you to the 99th cumulative episode of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. That's right, folks. We've been going for 99 episodes strong. And wow, where did the time go for this? I know, right? Get, yeah, I know. We're going to get into that. But who else is here tonight? What's going on, folks? It's Bill Murphy. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you're in. Danny, boy, Reginald, in this house. Let's go. Let's go, guys. You know, but before we get into the show, I just want to say, we were talking to South Air. Dan, you brought it up. 99 episodes. Yeah, uh, I, of course, you know, when life gets in the way, you don't, we can't keep track of how many shows we've done. But yeah, this is our 99th episode, which means that the next episode after this, we have reached the century mark. And it's fantastic. We have reached triple digits. Next week, we've reached triple digits. Who would have thought? Yeah, man. I I certainly never thought of it, but it just goes to show you the commitment that we have to the show, the commitment we have to the network. And we're just... I'm just thrilled, man. And, you know, obviously us three will be around for that special episode. Hopefully we can get some more people on who have been a Hopefully. part of this journey. Hopefully. And we will we will certainly uh, reach out to people. It's It's been a great ride. It's been a great ride so far. So, uh, of course, I thank you two for coming back to our to my life. It's, you know, it's been great. It's been awesome. Hey, not just 100 episodes. Guys, can you believe this? This April, we've been doing this podcast for two years. Well, we're, we're not in April yet, Bill. Let's, 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 let's not get to two years yet. Let's get to 100 <laughs> episodes. I'm just, no, I'm just, just, I'm just saying episodes. in general. I'm just saying so we could get the picture. Listen, listen, a lot can happen in two months. Don't forget. It, nothing big's going to happen, but you still got to pay. You still got to, yeah, you better play to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit 100, 100 times. Uh, yeah, that's my penance. I will say a hundred Hail Marys after this. In Latin. Yeah, we don't oh, mess around. Well, yeah, we don't mess around here on the um, Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. But you know what? Enough about 99 episodes and one, one to go to 100. We're here to have some fun tonight because you know what? A lot happened in the last sports week. And let's get right into that, starting off with conference championship games. To start off, we're going to start with the first game, the FC title game. And it didn't disappoint. Nope. The Cincinnati Bengals coming back from 21-10 at half to steal it in overtime, 27-24 to over the Kansas City Chiefs. Danny Boy, your thoughts on the game? I mean, the my... And I, and I and we talked a lot this about on the post game, uh, live post game last night. Uh, that's still there if you want to check it out. 
Uh, the thing that I was just so like surprised about was the response by the Bengals um, from when they had that first half stop to stop the Chiefs from scoring at, at the end of the first half to the amazing second half run that they had. I was shocked by that because, you know, knowing the Chiefs, the Chiefs, you know, even against the Patriots, you know, in the title game a few couple of years ago, they came up big in big moments. And the fact that the Chiefs sort of, you know, they had this great first half, they're going up 21 to three, and, you know, they're, they're definitely on a tear. The fact that they just laid one, almost laid one in the second half completely, shocking. It really is. It, it was shocking to see that. But again, you give credit to the Bengals for continuing that fight and having that grit. And let's be real here. Joe Burrow's for real, man. I will take Joe Burrow right now as my quarterback, knowing how calm he is, knowing how smart he is, knowing that he's – it doesn't matter what can happen to him. He will get back up and he'll continue playing as if nothing happened. I want him as my quarterback. Bill, what do you think? Um, I agree with mostly – I agree with everything you said. I think Joe Burrow last night just really showed leadership. And, you know, I said this last night on the post game. This is a guy who really has maturity, who is – yeah, this is his second season, but don't forget he was hurt last year. This this is technically his first full season in the NFL. Right. So this is a guy who show who is showing maturity beyond his years. Like he's showing that, you know, he sh- he was being triple C, calm, cool, collected, and he just really knows how to run that team. And the Bengals. I got to tell you, you got to give as much as I love Joe Burrow, you got to give credit to that defense in the second half. That defense, the Bengals defense just really shook yeah, up the homes. Well, well they, they stepped up because they realized, you know, hey, 21-10, they, they got that big stop at the end of the second half where, they, where Kansas City went, went for a touchdown instead of kicking three. And that maybe um, slighted momentum towards them saying, hey, we got the stop at the half. Let's get this back in the second half and keep this going. So maybe a slight edge there, you know, stopping that big play at the half, because if that touchdown occurs, I think the wind's out of the sail and the boat's going nowhere for Cincy. Well, you understand any points that the Chiefs get. Exactly. And I think it's over because that's that you have to feel good going into the second half. Doesn't matter which which team you are. You gotta feel good going into the second half. The Chiefs not scoring, and of course, you look. I I I don't mind for them going for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Pat on the lead. Why not? Uh, obviously, the safer thing would to take the points, and of course, I would have been okay with that too. But understand that you come away with nothing. It changes the course of the game. It's it just momentum. momentum. And let's be honest. You know how that crowd is over at Arrowhead when they didn't score. Is the crowd the same? No, it's not. It's not the same. No, so bueno. every, every aspect of the Chiefs changed when they did not score. 
And, and I know I'm probably emphasizing that too much, but let's be real here. If that does not happen, I don't know if the Bengals win. I don't know if the Bengals are fired up going into halftime. Because you got to look at it this way. The first half, and we said this last night, Reg, last night, uh, the first half, the Chiefs came in guns blazing. Yeah, they were going after, great. They were on fire. After this, you know, after what we saw last week with that Bills game, I think it was, I want to say it was Alex who said it. I could be wrong. But Alex Matai, shit from the throwdown, shout out to you. He said we were pro- he was probably thinking that they were going to come in with a hangover from last week because you just played the craziest game in our lifetime. And, and this game, like, and, and I said this again, yeah, you know, in the words of my dad, shout out to Papa Murph, he said this game's going to be either over by halftime or it's going to be super close. And, and like by halftime, even though since he was showing momentum, I was like, you know what, this game, if Pat Mo- if the Chiefs keep playing like this, this game's going to be done. But this is a team, that, like I said, Joe Burrow kept that maturity. He kept that leadership. But Mahomes, on the other hand, and listen, I love Pat Mahomes, but but the thing is, he and this is a guy who just, I, I said this before, he looked like a scared little kid. Well, he, he tried to do too much because you know how he is. Uh, Patrick, I'm going to get you in a second. You know how he is. He wants to take control of the game. This is the type of guy that is like, you know, I'm the man. I'm the guy that's going to win you the Super Bowl. I'm the guy that's going to get you there. So he's going to put that pressure. And rightfully so, Patrick Mahomes has earned the right to be like, I'm the guy. But the problem is when you put too much pressure, you start to get a little cute. You start to do these really awkward plays like running backwards or, you know, stuff that rookies make mistakes with, you know, and it it can really cost your team. And it certainly did for the chiefs patch. I agree with you, Dan, you know, Pat Mahomes is great. We all know that, but eventually all the um, circus delay stuff catches up, catches up to you. Yeah. You can't escape all the time and then just throw a, you know, you're falling backwards. You're going to go like this. As I'm explaining on camera to my friends here, you're not going to do an acrobatic matrix move and then somehow throw the ball up in the air and the ball is caught by Travis Kelsey 30 yards down the field. Eventually that catches up to you. And it's just kind of like how eventually every quarterback gets figured out. There's very few that get figured out in this, in this league today. That's true. true. Tom Brady and Rogers being two of them to throw that there they're very hard to figure out pat mahomes is still very young and eventually i think he's going to be figured out and he'll settle down finally he he'll the acrobatic stuff will stop and he'll settle down into his mindset of hey i can't do this all the time and paul from Marco's play because you got to play the game smart for the yeah, game it's, you, go ahead go ahead no you go no, ahead. Well, you, i just want to say this real quick you have to learn as you mentioned the receiving game and yeah, the receiving game is pretty good. It's not always going to match your style of wacky play. But you also have to learn, hey, let's make up plays for receivers that you can trust. You can trust Tyree Kill. You can trust Travis Kelsey. Like, you can trust those players. You can trust your weapons. The Chiefs have something that a lot of teams don't that could 
make or break teams. And Matt Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, I again, great quarterback, probably on his way to being the GOAT if his trend continues. But he today he just got away from him and he did a little too much and it cost him. Yeah, back at the game, you know, Mahomes, great game itself, you know, 26 of 39, 275 yards passing, three TDs, and maybe two costly INTs, especially one coming in overtime after the coin flip. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's ironic. I think someone had um, a picture somewhere. Pat Mahomes lost the ball in 13 seconds. <laughs> so, so, so double iron, a little bit of irony happens here. You get the ball, but I think the real MVP of this game is no fear McPherson. (laughs) No fear McPherson four of four with a long of 52. And you know, the game winner of 31, uh, the 31 yard game winner. Hey, Patrick, I got to go on Dan. He has been money all postseason long. Perfect money. He's amazing. And you know what? Just goes show you. People go nuts when teams draft kickers. This is why you draft the kicker. Understand Absolutely. that kicker kickers are most likely, and I heard this on Colin Coward. They're most likely to be your leading scorer on the team because they get you so many points in a season. Can you believe that? So always trust the kicker, Bill. Yeah, what I was going to say, um, what I was going to say, Dan, is you the the confidence in this guy like if you remember last week when he was going out for the field goal to kick the game winner against the titans he said to joe burrow he goes i'll be right back we're going to the afc championship game um i wonder if right before he was going on the field last night at arrow yesterday at arrowhead i wonder if he said to burrow be right back joey we're going to the super bowl well you never know i mean that could be his mindset um but yeah, but this, McPherson, like you said, no fear McPherson. This guy is just – this is why you draft a kicker. And, yeah. He's, he's yeah. incredible. So, yeah, but like I – but um, I, I, I just want to ask you guys before we go on to the – the um, the NFC, NFC championship game. Um, do you think like this – because um, my brother said last night this week of games was just as good as last week. Would you agree or disagree? Ew, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little hard to determine that because divisional week, you had four game-winning, four game-winning field goals or, touch, or three game-winning field goals and a touchdown and a game-winning touchdown. It can't get more perfect than that. Like this, this weekend was great. Once again, for the game of football, whole playoffs have been great. Minus two blowouts in wildcard weekend, which were expected. Hmm. But I, I I still give divisional round the best week in football. Yeah, no, this is definitely think of this as like, you know, a sequel, maybe? No, that's a terrible thing to say. No, um, no, I was looking at the same thing, but I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, th- look, divisional round is obviously the best round ever in my lifetime. Uh, obviously, people have probably seen better or worse. I don't know, but in our lifetime, this is the doubt. Divisional round was the best. P- 
period. This one, not as great, but you know what? Still, like, you know, these games went down to the wire. Like, well, you know, one game went to overtime. The other one was, you know, the, the 49ers, we'll get to that in a second, were very close to it. They were a drive away from winning uh, from winning that game or possibly tying and go at going into overtime. So this is overall, this has been a really good playoff. It really is a fantastic playoff. And uh, I I'm stoked, man. Uh, I, I'm wondering what the Super Bowl is going to look like. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to the, the Super Bowl in a sec. Patrick, yeah. yeah so what you got? Also got? Oh, well, hey, there was an AFC title game. There was also an NFC title game that happened yesterday. Our late game. The Rams also come back and win with a 20-17 victory. Matt Stafford is Super Bowl bound, finally. Finally. Good for him. Finally, after 13 seasons and having misery in Detroit, he's finally out of the pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Don't sue us, Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. But Jimmy, not I said Jimmy G. Stafford, thirty-one of forty-five, three hundred and thirty-seven yards passing, two TDs, one INT. Boys, can the Rams get it? Rams got it done. How how so, Bill? I think they got it done last night because Stafford looked good, and also his number one weapon. We all know who it is, Cooper Cup. He was really hitting Cooper Cup last night, and I think that was really the key to the Rams' victory last night. They really just – and also on defense, I think the key was Aaron Donald. Like, did you see, like, right before – like, I think it was right – it was at halftime when he basically talked to his team. He basically lit a fire under their ass, and they went out and got the job done. And I think that shows leadership on Aaron Donald's part. That team just really came out and just and said, you know what? We ain't fooling around. We go into that NFC Championship game. I mean, NFC Championship game, Super Bowl. I'm sorry, ding. Um, we're going to that Super Bowl. We're going to be here in two weeks. So no fooling around. Let's win this game. And that really showed. That really, really showed. Again, and also Stafford, Cup, OBJ. But congratulations, OBJ. You're finally going to a Super Bowl. I'm, as a Giants fan, I'm happy for you. Um, but this team just really just it, – it took them a while to settle down because, as we said last night on the postgame, McVay, Sean McVay didn't look – wasn't doing well the first half of the game. But I think when things settled down and they got the mojo, the Rams just really boom. I mean, the better team won ultimately. Absolutely. And look, I and look, I, you give credit to the 49ers. They had a lead for a while. It seemed like maybe based on how the coaching was going by the Rams and stuff, that maybe they'll be able to pull it out. But look, you know, when the 49ers also made a lot of mistakes too on offense and defense. So when you make those mistakes, being a team like the Rams, they're going to make sure that you pay for those mistakes. And they did. And ultimately, you know, it's, it, 
it, what it came down to is that the Rams were a better team. They deserved to be in the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford, with that loaded team, he was able to get the job done one year away from Detroit. And now he's going to the Super Bowl. He is currently like unbelievable in this playoffs. He really is. He's incredible. And, you know, I, I just have to say, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for players like Odell Beckham, who's also getting a chance. I'm happy for Cooper Cup. And, you know, it, it, overall, just happy for the entire Rams franchise and Aaron Donald on that sack to seal, whole help seal a deal for Los Angeles. Done. That was the that ended huge. It. That was huge. Huge for them. And let's just say, you know, the 49ers, they had their chances. They had their chances. That uh, Tart dropping the ball, sure interception. Let's be real here. It was a very sure interception. It was right to his hands. He dropped that one. And, um, you know, that could have ended that game. We would probably be talking about something different now. Uh, And uh, obviously, you know, the coaching at the end for the 49ers also not very splendid so it costs him big time and let's just say it's going to be really really cool seeing another home team in the super bowl back this back season. years that's oh. back years how about that that's gonna be good and also first for la they got to host the mc championship game and now they get to host the super bowl so it's gonna be a party in la all the stars are going to be out, literally. All the stars are going to be out. My, my two quick thoughts, shout out to OBJ, who stepped up big, even though he got no touchdowns, still nine receptions, 113 yards. Help picked up when Coop was being covered. So, Cup also 11, 11 receptions, 140 yards, two TDs. Can't stop Cooper Cup. I, I've been saying that Rams wide receiver core is freaking dangerous. Well, I mean, let's, let's just say, and I want to make another point. Because when people worry about, you know, the whole um, trades and all that stuff that the Rams brought in, this, like, super team. The trades and the free agents that they brought in during the offseason and midseason, they're all panning out. Odell Beckham has been terrific. And, uh, and not better than Cooper Cup, but let's be real here. Odell Beckham, huge spark in that uh, Rams receiving core. He's been fantastic for the Rams uh, ever since he moved out to LA. And uh, again, helped Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford actually has a team that he can use. He actually has weapons. And then he has a defense that can back him up in case he makes a mistake. It's a good feeling to have if uh, if you're the Rams. And again, shout out to the Rams. They're going to the Super Bowl. And it's, it's, a great, it's great for them. It's great for LA. Team that hasn't had football in a long time. Now they're going to their second Super Bowl. On the on the flip side of the ball to San Francisco, um, two things. Debo, feel bad for mm-hmm. Debo, but shout out to OBJ for going over to yeah. Um, console him and say and just say what they said. I don't know what was said, but it's nice to see OBJ with a nice gesture and. Is this the end for Jimmy G and San Francisco after this loss? So I'll, I'll, I'll pose the question now to you guys, since we are here recording. Yeah. You know what? I think 
first of all, I agree. Depot Samuel gave it all he got. And uh, obviously the 49ers with the short end. Is this the end for Jimmy G? It has to be. It really has to be. Now they have a young quarterback in Lance that they can develop. He's had a year to sit for the most part and learn about the league and learn how it operates. This is the time for him to start showing that he could be a quarterback in this league. And Jimmy Garoppolo, look, he's had some great moments with 49ers. Took him to the Super Bowl, countless playoff games, great regular season wins. Look, he's a good quarterback, but he's not the future of San Francisco. He needs to go somewhere where the future is bright for him. And, you know, I I would feel bad for Jimmy G if he continues to be a stopgap. In with the 49ers, I would really would so. Uh, hopefully, the Niners will give him um, uh, exactly what he needs. He'll go somewhere where he'll probably be a winner or develop a winner until they can get again a uh, new quarterback. But again, I like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a good quarterback and he deserves better. Billy, I just want to, yeah, I, I'm gonna say I don't really know. But Reg makes a good point. Like, you know, you drafted this quarterback last year with Trey Lance. And, you know, he had a year to observe Jimmy G. And now I think it's and now I think it's that time that maybe it's time for Trey Lance to start. And and if they don't go with Trey Lance, who knows? There could be a quarterback coming from the great state of Wisconsin. We're not talking about that right now. Bill, we're not mentioning that right now. I'm just speculating. I'm just speculating. I mean, it's a, it's a good thing to speculate, to be honest. It is a good thing to speculate. I, just I don't have a crystal it. ball here, Patch. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, can I finish my thought, please? Um, go for it. But yeah, but I I really don't know. Like, maybe that's going to say, Trey, it's your turn. And, and where's Jimmy G going to go? Again, speculation. There's also maybe talk he's coming to MetLife, but I don't think that's going to happen with the new coach, but that's cute. But we don't. But the thing is, I'm sorry, I can't give you a direct answer, Patchman. But I, I really don't know if if they're going to give it to Trey Lance. And yes, maybe it is time for Jimmy G to go. I just want to say one quick thing. This is actually funny. Last week. Um, there was an NFL meme. Um, I don't know if anyone sees the Homer Simpson memes when he like goes into the bush and he comes yeah, out. Yes. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yes, it's, it's like, a funny meme. It's like with the Patriots go, yeah, let's go Pats. Pats lose. Mm-hmm. Goes, well, at least Brady's still in the playoffs and Homer's now in the Bucks gear. Bucks lose. Mm-hmm. And then Homer comes out again with San Francisco. You know, I always like Jimmy G. <laughs> Yeah. All right, that that is the coverage of the conference championship game. Stay tuned to next week when, or a few weeks maybe, because we're not going to talk the Super Bowl right now because it's too early to have our Super Bowl predictions. We got to wait a week to discuss that. Exactly. You got to wait. You got to wait a week for that. But we did have two retirement announcements following last week. Big Ben and Tom Brady, allegedly, Tom Brady, allegedly, Big Ben retired, but Tom Brady, I don't know if, because 
that's a whole controversy from Saturday with Mr. Adam Schefter. But we'll start with Big Ben. Big Ben called it a career, finally. If you guys didn't know, Big Ben, two-time Super Bowl champion, defensive rookie of the year in 04, six-time Pro Bowler, 64.4% completion percentage, 418 to 211 TD to INT ratio, 64,000 passing yards, and a 95.5% oh, not percent QBR. Bill, I'll start with you. What a career for Big Ben. What do you think? Um, I think career-wise, I think Big Ben had a I think Big Ben had a great career and I think Hall of Fame, I don't know first ballot, but I think he did do good with the Super Bowl wins and everything. And, you know, it's a good career, but, you know, um, and, you know, I was having this conversation with Alex a few weeks ago and I want to just get your guys take on this. Um, there was an article recently in HuffPost um, about Big Ben's off-field incidents and the article was saying that Big Ben should be remembered for what he is meaning those incidents um do you guys I I just wanted I'm sorry to take a different shift here but do you guys agree or disagree with that if if that's the case then yes you need to for if we're talking that and people are going to bring that into question of Big Ben's Hall of Fame status, then you need, we need to reevaluate another certain player that's been banned from the Hall of Fame on a different Hall of Fame because we're going to bring into the question what he did as a manager and not a player. So that, those are my thoughts, but we need to focus on the player. Uh, off the field actions – can sway it a little bit but it really shouldn't because that's the person's um, personal life we're looking at the player as an athlete and what he did on the field and i'll leave it at that okay reg what do you think i mean look if you're looking at the uh, i'm looking at on the field uh successes I'm not looking at stuff they did off the field. Like I couldn't care less about that. Look, they're gonna there are some bad people that we now know of in the NFL. I think everyone knows that hey, look, there's some good guys and there's some bad guys, but it's about the production you put on the field. If you put that production on the field like Ben Roethlisberger did, you know, which led to championships and countless playoff victories and stability in a Pittsburgh franchise, then I would much rather focus on that than his off-the-field stuff. His off-the-field stuff, look, can it be distracting and stuff? Yeah. But as long as you do your job, who cares? Well, my thoughts is, you know, Big Ben, again, great on the field, good career, Hall of Famer. I do think his career on the field should be focused on, but I do think in personal life, those should not be downplayed though. That's all. They should not be downplayed, but you can't, at the end of the day, Pittsburgh Steelers fans are not going to focus on what happened off the field. Listen, we all forgave Mike Vick for what he did. Yeah. And Mike Vick got a second chance and proved that he still belonged in the NFL. Granted, it's a, from what Big Ben did and what Mike Vick did is two completely ends of the 
two different ends of the spectrum, but we're doing that. We got to have a case for Mike Vick. Exactly. Yeah. But to, to Mike Vick's credit, he did apologize. So and he did, did Big Ben. He did. So, but anyway, I think he is going to be a Hall of Famer, though. Like, player-wise, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it, it's not like, we'll get to MLB Hall of Famer in a second. No, like so, I was talking about Big Ben. Where, where there's, uh, Bill, let me talk so I can make my point. Okay, I'm my sorry. Point, I'm sorry, buddy. My point was that he'll get in. Unlike in football, in baseball, there is a character clause. We'll get to that in, in a few. That was the point I was trying to make, is that in baseball, they the writers vote based on character along with your accolades on the field. In football, they do not do that. So they'll Big Ben will definitely get his chance into the Hall of Fame. That was the point I was trying to make. I'm sorry, buddy. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, it might be a career... It might not be. I think Schefter doesn't even know anymore. It is. It, it has to be a career. It, it is. It, it is. is. It is unconfirmed from Mr. Brady yet, but it's basically confirmed. Tom Brady's calling it a career, and yes. you should know this resume by now. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. Six with the Pats. One with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three-time MVP. Two-time Offensive Player of the Year, a 15-time Pro Bowler, a bunch of other accolades, most TDs as a QB, 624, 84,500-plus passing yards, has the longest TD pass, tied for longest TD pass at 99 yards, a 624 to 203 TD INT ratio, and a 97.6 QBR. The GOAT has called it. Allegedly. Allegedly called it. It's confirmed. Basically, the goat is he's going. He's going off in the sunset. He's ascending onto Mount Olympus. The unanimous, the outright unanimous MVP and not MVP Hall of Famer. He's on that. He 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 could win MVP too. We're not. He's not going to win MVP this season. Not this season. Uh, maybe a certain other player does, but we're not going to go there. Hopefully it's Jonathan Taylor. He deserves it. I hope so. No, I don't know. I, I, that, I mean, that, that's going to be hard because you, it's, the Colts didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, the Colts so, didn't make the playoffs. but that, that, That's rough, you know, and, and it's not like he had a good week 18, too. So, you know, you have to keep that into consideration. Um, but, yeah, and going back to Brady, it's crucial. Right? Tom Brady, the reason why there's pushback because Tom Brady wants to do this on his own terms. Okay. This guy is all about him. He's in, he has an ego. Understand, he's a selfish dude. Okay. He doesn't want people leaking out his shit. He wants to tell, tell him on his own terms. He wants to make that announcement. So that's why there's pushback. That's why Tom Brady's father said he hasn't retired yet. That's why his agent says he hasn't made up his mind yet. That's why Bruce Arians is saying no one's sold us anything. It's inevitable. The decision's going to be coming there. Every this is multiple multiple reporters are saying this. He's decided to retire. He's going to tell you when that's the case, uh, and when that decision comes. We will say congrats to the GOAT, but you got to go. 
because it's time for a new generation of quarterbacks in the NFL. Get your ass off the field and spend time with your family and stop bothering the New York Jets. (laughs) (laughs) With with that said, uh, a unofficial formal congratulations to Tom Brady on retirement and Big Ben. Also, congrats on your retirement. We'll see you guys in Canton. Very I just, yeah, and, I, and and Brady, Big Ben, it, it, they're amazing careers, amazing careers, Bill. I just want to say about Brady, um, y'all know I'm not the biggest Brady fan, but I am going to say, of my lifetime, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in the NFL. That shouldn't hurt to say, but it does. But anyway, um, but no, if regardless of whether it's official or not congratulations tom on a great career you guys never thought you'd hear me say this wouldn't you um no eventually i would heard you say it congratulations tom on a great career and anyone again you all know again not the biggest brady fan but if i was on that committee to vote for the hall of fame i'd be probably dumbass of the year if i didn't vote for him on the first ballot um this guy is, you know, it's, but you know what? Um, it's, he had a great career and at, as Reg said, gotta go because quoting president John F. Kennedy, it's time to pass the torch to a new generation. I could have done it in my impression, but it would have sound terrible. So we won't do that. Damn, we could have had that recorded. Oh, I can do it for you. The torch has no, been passed. No, 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 no. The time has passed. The torch you got to take passed. advantage of the time, Bill. I should have. I should have done it. You, you blew it. I blew it. You blew it. All right, moving on. A couple new hirees in the NFL. Raiders, Bears. The Broncos and the beloved New York Giants have new coaches. We'll start with the Raiders. They hired, kind of a shock in my opinion, the Pats OC, Josh McDaniels. It's a good hire. Wow. It's a very good hire, and I know it's a good fit for the Raiders. But um, my concern would be, as we all know the last time, what happened with Josh McDaniels when he was hired by a team. This when it's not gonna happen. Hope I it? hope it doesn't happen again. Like the day before he was supposed to be presented as the new Colts. Oh, I'm staying in New England. Maybe he oh. finally come to terms that he's not gonna be Bill's successor, and maybe said, you know what, I'm gonna move on. Well, you know what? It's not even about that. You know, part of me, obviously, obviously, the Patriots taught him out of the job. It's obvious. You know, you can't. You, 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 all the signs pointed that the Patriots talked to him and said, don't take the job. And he did. Better, better for the Colts because he got a better coach than Frank Reich um, at the time, at least. But for Josh McDaniels, I think this is the time because he, he was once a head coach years ago. Ten years have passed since that. He is now ready, I believe, you know, ever, you know, staying ten years or so, about a decade as a coordinator. I think he's ready to go back in to the head coaching scene. And I think he's going to do an even better job than he did when he was with Denver. And, you know, I, I, I'm stoked for him. I think it's a good hire for the Raiders. I, I was hoping Versace would get a chance at it because, you know, he 
why change the coach? He was already doing a fantastic job anyway. But if you're going to go for an outsider, McDaniels was a good pick. And I'm glad for him. I'm glad that he's getting a fresh start. And let's be real here. The Raiders could use someone new and fresh. The Raiders could use it. Uh, something, you know, because you know, this past year for the Las Vegas Raiders has been really, really tough. It's been really tough. A lot of off-the-field drama that got, you know, you know, it kind of messed up the team a little bit. They made the playoffs, but, you know, it got in the way a little bit. Now they can start off fresh, new beginning. Obviously, you're going to have Derek Carr, who's a solid quarterback. And let's see how McDaniels does in this time around as a head coach. Patch. You know, I I feel it's a good fit for the Raiders. You know, once again, you know, the Raiders went through a lot this last season with um, Mr. Gruden and then Mr. Ruggs with both of their incidents. Well, you know what? This is this is in the rear view mini, uh, rear view mirror. There you go. And it's time to bring a little Viva Las Vegas back to the Raiders, and hopefully, it can be a bright lights. City is going to set that stadium on fire. And yes, that's a cheap rendition of Viva Las Vegas. Moving on to the Bears, Matt Eberflus mm-hmm. gets the Bears job. What do you guys think? Dan? I mean, it's something that I wasn't really thinking of. I was thinking more like a Brian Flores or whatever, but um, the Bears went that route. It's a good eh, – again, let's see what happens. I, I hope and pray that he does a good job. He, he did a good job, you know, what was he with the Colts last year? Is that my understanding? Yeah, yes. yeah so, yeah, yeah he yeah, – yeah, I mean, Colts were game away from the playoffs, so, like, you know, that – let's see. It, it's a, I think it's good. I think it's good for the Bears. Yeah, I, I mentioned on Sunday, um, this past Sunday on the sideline report on Sunday that, you know, I I kind of want to see the NFC North all be good again and see competition. Granted, I yeah. want to see the Packers still win the North every year, but that might be up in the air now with, a, mm-hmm. with Aaron with Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I want to see the Bears be good again, along with the Lions, because Minnesota is going to be okay. But the Bears and the Lions just hang – hanging the balance every year because either they're on well more more or less the bears are on or the bears are off and then there's just the lions but with the bears i hope iberflus brings a little um fire to the bears to help bring a little promise back to them bill any thoughts uh not really except i wish matt iberflus the best i wish him well all right denver nathaniel hackett and might be a little stepping stone to bring a certain quarterback to Denver as well. Because those are the rumors that are floating around the internet that <laughs> he might be a persuader to Mr. Aaron Rodgers to come to Mile High City. I mean, it's a good fit. I mean, hey. when, you, when you have a good rapport, you know, you're an offensive coordinator for a long, for a while in Green Bay. And then now, you know, you have these ties to the quarterback that wants out of Green Bay. So what better team to do it than the team that you now coach in the Denver Broncos? You might have to give up, might have to give up something, but let's see. Yeah. um, I, the thing is, is that 
if Rodgers is coming to Denver, it's like this would be perfect. Because I guarantee you Nathaniel Hackett knows Aaron Rodgers like he knows the back of his hand. And and maybe this is the teaser going, yeah, guess who's coming next? But also, but you know, also um, we don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be QB next year. If he is, if he isn't, and they don't go with Rodgers and they go to the draft, I think Nathaniel Hackett would be a good, would be a good head coach to develop just like he did with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, and let's be real. If they do get Aaron Rodgers, which again, they're going to have to give him a lot to do. So he's going to be calling those plays. So you have a coordinator that already knows you. He's going to be calling the plays. It's it's as if he never left the Green Bay system. So it's a, it's literally a beautiful marriage waiting to happen. It's whether or not, one, that they can make the deal with the Packers, and two, if Aaron Rodgers wants to go to Denver. And finally, the last hiree. I'll let Bill take the floor with this one. Bill, go ahead. Thank you, Patchman. The New York Giants have hired former Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. Sorry, Nate Moser. Don't worry. We'll take good care of him. Brian Dable as their new head coach. All I can say is we don't know. But (laughs) listen, am I getting ready for am I getting ready for another Super Bowl ring? Not yet. But Here's what I'll say. I think this is a step in the right direction. Um, I think with the, because, you know, we've been having the deal, because we have an offensive mind in Dable. And I think he might be bringing Ken Dorsey too, who was the QB coach. Because this is a team that helped, because this duo helped develop Josh Allen, because Dorsey was QB coach at Buffalo, in Buffalo. So, but the bad news is that they are still thinking about keeping Daniel Jones. But that might be okay because if you have, because I've been saying, you know, I've, listen, Daniel Jones, I've criticized him when he deserves criticism, but I've defended him when he deserves defense. Um, deserves no defense. Get him out of there. That might, if, if he blows it this year, it's time to go. No, but time to I go think, now. Go now. I think Get rid of him. I think if Dave, I think if Dable can develop him like he developed Josh Allen, maybe we'll be okay. But I think right now, um, I I'm excited about this. And you know, with Joe Shane, who used to be the assistant GM over in Buffalo, um, you know, he's bringing these Buffalo guys. I really don't know how to feel about this, but I think if Shane knows these folks, he knows these people, and he knows they can build something, then then God bless, good luck, and Brian Dable from this Giant fan, don't mess this up. Do not mess this up, Brian. I know you're listening. Do not mess this up. I wish you well. I hope you can build this team. Hope you can make us respectable again. But I will say this. You screw up next year. I'm going to sit here and criticize you. You do good next year, I will sit here and praise you. But I wish Brian Dable well, and hopefully he can make us make the New York Giants respectable again. Dan, any thoughts? Are you ready to move on? 
So no, no. I mean, first of all, Bill, congratulations on Dable. I think it's a good hire. Um, Dave, Brian Dable, Joe Shane, that tandem, they're going to get their chance. Probably a good three, four years to try to make the Giants a good team again. And I think that they're well on their way. By the way, in regards to the Daniel Jones thing, this this whole Daniel Jones stuff, let's be real here. This is a prove-it year for him. Because it seems like the Giants, because based on what Joe Shane has already hinted since they're praising Daniel Jones and all that stuff, it seems like they're going the long-term route. And it ain't going to involve Jones. Probably going to involve a quarterback from the draft. Probably not this year, but next year, there's definitely good quarterbacks, good, nice handful of quarterbacks going into the draft. And and I think that they're in for a long run. I think this is more of a see-where-it-goes year. If Daniel Jones has the year of his life, obviously they're going to review that. They're going to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's see what we can do with this guy. This guy's definitely uh, coachable. This guy we can definitely develop. But if he has a sucky year, well, too bad. We can just get rid of him and we'll just get another quarterback in here. That's what it is all about. And uh, look, I think Brian Dable is a good hire. It was between him and Flores. Obviously, Dable won the job because of his connection with Joe Shane. I think that connection is key. And you know, it's a, it's a good stuff from the Giants, good hire by the Giants. It's all about making them respectable again, like you just said, Bill. Not making them the butt of a joke. It's all about making them look like a football team, and they'll look like one. It's going to take a while. This is, this is If this is going to be a slow process, like Joe Shane hinted, this is a start of a very slow process, and it's going to get better. And all I hope for you, Giants fans, and you, Bill, is that you understand that the process is going to take a while. So if you have a couple of sucky years, it's okay. It is okay. And because, Dan, like what you said with change, you know, jumping off that for a second, I think it's really important that the head coach and the GM are going to be on, have to be on the same page. Yeah, 100%. And, and if I'm Brian Dable, I'm telling the guys first practice, Take everything Joe Judge taught you and throw it out the window. Oh, I, I don't think I don't think they need to be told that. I think they know it already. It's already been men in black. They got the pen in the face and it's gone. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Bill Murphy here with an update. Um, I just wanted to say that Ken Dorsey is not going to the Giants. He is staying in Buffalo and he is going to be the offensive coordinator. Just thought I'd uh, update you guys on that. And I wish him well as offensive coordinator in Buffalo. Danny Boy Reginald also here. On top of the news of Ken Dorsey staying in Buffalo as its new offensive coordinator, Tom Brady officially announces his retirement from pro football as we expected. So again, congratulations to the GOAT on a tremendous career it was i mean as as a jet fan as much as i hated you uh play the jets and uh, see how many times you won in this game 
it's still an amazing, amazing career that you had, and I have all respect for you. So congratulations to Tom Brady officially announcing his retirement on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, the Washington football team, and this is something that uh, we forgot to bring up, the Washington football team has officially changed its name to the Washington Commanders. That's right. The Washington football team will now go by the Commanders. So this is a that was a historic day on Wednesday for the Washington football team. Now Washington Commanders, they get to move forward as a franchise. And uh, you look at it's not the prettiest name, but uh, let's see what happens there. And uh, hopefully, new a new beginning for the team over in D.C. Adopt U.S. Kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Go crazy for new episodes of the Sports Insanity podcast every week. Now available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get back to it, friends. Moving on. We're going to, before we get to the Hall of Fame, I want to touch on one quick thing. Rafael Nadal won his 21st Grand Slam title, breaking a three-way tie with Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic, but 20 apiece. Djokovic, yeah. Djokovic, yeah. I got you. Thank you for the correction. All right. Nadal. Defeated Daniel Medvedev. Correct. Apologize to you if you're listening. I'm sorry if I botched your <laughs> last name. Kind of hard to say. I apologize. But the sets went uh, two six six seven six seven six four six four seven five. The yeah. goat of tennis, Rafael Nadal, mm-hmm. going strong. And let's be real, he is. Bet, I mean, look, he may not be as good as he was when he's younger. He is all still on his game. He's great. I love Rafa Nadal. Like, I love watching him play. And yeah, I can agree. He is the GOAT. I think he has surpassed Roger Federer with that title. I'm being real here. I love Nadal. He I is love, fantastic, fantastic love, player. I, I, I love all three of them that were tied at 20. You know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Granite, Granite Novak's got a few controversial issues that he, yeah, but but you know what, that you know what, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and it's yeah, and and, and look, we're gonna see him in the French, we're gonna see him absolutely because France is allowing unvaccinated people into their country, unlike Australia, uh, which I think is a little ridiculous, by the way. But you know, we're not here to talk that, no, yeah, good for you, man. The now keep a pl- keep keep that keep that uh that record climbing. I want I really want you to submit yourself as the goat. I want to see the at least twenty five by the time you're done. If not, thirty is a long shot, but yeah, anything is possible with Nadal. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, congratulations to Ash Barty who won on the women's side. Yes. Uh, uh, I forget the how many years an Australian hasn't won. Uh, been a long an time. Australian Open, but she broke that that uh, that uh, streak. 
that that drought for the Australians. So congratulations, yeah. so Ash. Shout out to her. All right, our our big um, ending to the 99th episode, cumulative episode of SIPs on the SIN um, Baseball Hall of Fame has one person going in. Mm. Big Poppy. Yeah. Did the voters get it right? They definitely got it right with Ortiz. I'll tell you that much. I thought he was definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. I would have voted in first ballot. They got it wrong with everyone else that should have been the Hall of Fame at this point. I'm just, just going to supply out say it. They got it wrong with Bonds. They got it wrong with Clemens. They got it wrong with Schilling. They got it wrong with Sosa. They got it wrong with A-Rod. They got well, it wrong with Manny Ramirez. They got it wrong with Billy Wagner, goddammit. Well, just just to go over the big names, I, I think if I if I got it correct, 77.6% for Big Poppy. Yeah, around that figure. Is, that's way too low. Poppy should get more and more votes. I'm Poppy sorry. He he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Anyone that tells me he isn't is crazy. And then to go over the the big four that should have gone in, Barry Bonds on his last year of eligibility, 66%. Clemens, 65.2. Schilling, 58.6. And Sammy Sosa, 18.5%. Yeah, and Schilling, took a, and Schilling took a massive drop from 71% percent about to now 58 percent which uh it's a shame because i think if kurt Schilling doesn't open his mouth after last season be like oh, no, 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 no. don't vote for me no, no 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 fuck you guys if he doesn't open his mouth he's in absolutely like if you use that 71 percent so i think kurt Schilling messed it up on his on his end i think it's on his end with that said how they're not voting him in is crazy and let's be real I want to be real about this for a second, and I'm going to get to you, Phil. I'm going to be real about this. This whole thing is not about steroids. This is about your character. It's a fact that while these players were playing the game, they didn't like them, period. And you know what? Maybe for Kurt Schilling, it is about what he said after his playing career about his political views, about his views on the media. Maybe they did play a part into it. This is about what they did when they were playing. These are not likable guys. That was the bottom line. These media members were butthurt when they were covering these players. And because they were butthurt when they were covering these players, and because, I, like I said before, there is a character clause, so the Hall of Fame voters can vote based on character. They used their character. Not what they did on the field, how they changed the game. I'm calling it what it is. This is not about steroids. This is about the fact that they just don't like these players. And that's why they're not in the Hall of Fame. That's why when people go to Cooperstown, they're not going to be able to get their story told. And yes, I know the story of Barry Bonds breaking Eric Hank Aaron's record is in the Hall of Fame, but the man is not a member of the Hall of Fame. He's not inducted. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, Dan, 100%. Like, listen, I used to be the purest. Like, no, if they did if they did steroids, no, they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But now I've kind of lightened up on that because, well, like, here's the thing. And, you know, I agree with you. And, you know, I want to go 
I want to just like pinpoint something I said earlier and go back to this for a sec. What I said about like Big Ben with character, I said, yes, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but the other thing shouldn't be downplayed. That being said, it's like what you said about Kurt Schilling. And like, listen, his political views, I don't care. I disagree with him, but you know what? If I'm a, if I'm on the, if I'm on the committee that's going to vote, I'm not going to take into account. And like, listen, a lot of the stuff he said was stupid, but again, what you said, that was after he played. I'm going to look at him as a player, and I'm going to say this guy has the merit. This guy should be in the Hall of Fame. It is a sin that he's not in. No. And also, Roger Clemens say what you want again he did lie to congress but if you're going by what he did on the field yes he should be in the hall of fame so should barry bonds so should sammy sosa they all should be in the freaking hall of fame clemens with the most cy youngs ever yes with the most home runs it is an absolute mortal sin that these guys are not in the hall of fame and and you know what? It's like, I think the thing is, we hold these people up to like these incredibly high standards that they mm-hmm. got to be perfect. And like, listen, again, you can insult, can't, listen, what they do off the field. And I said this with Big Ben, you don't downplay that. But when you look about their, about what they do on the field, that's what you look at. That is 100% what you look at. You say, this guy merited it. Yes, this guy's an asshole. But you know what? This is about, this is about, this is not for merit badges. This is for Baseball Hall of Fame. And we are judging this person's performance, not their character. And, And listen, you can criticize their character, but that doesn't mean they're not, they, but that doesn't mean you need to withhold them. And again, but I do want to say on the note of Big Poppy, as big as a Yankee fan I am, I cannot believe I'm about to say this. Congratulations, David Ortiz, on getting into the Hall of Fame. God, yeah. I congratulated Brady. I congratulated Ortiz. What else could go wrong today? Um, yeah, and, and, let, and let's be real. He deserves this it. 100%. Not, if, this, if this is about steroids, why is Big Poppy in? And I because know he was in the mid. It's not going to go with Bonds and so yeah. Mitchell Report, Mitchell Report, Mitchell Report. Yeah, David Ortiz was in the freaking exactly. Mitchell Report. You yeah. dumbass. And, and, look, and look, we we don't we don't. It has yeah. never been proven that he took steroids. Let's be. It was real. never proven, like he, you said. He took. He took it. He took it. Let's be real. It may not have been proven, but he took it. The reason why these suckers in the media believe him is because. He was like, oh, that don't, don't, oh, I didn't know what I was thinking. Yes, you did, you dummy. So if this were about steroids, David Ortiz would be out. Clearly, and look, low percentage. So there are a lot of people that didn't, that obviously didn't believe him. But enough to get into the Hall of Fame, I'm sorry. This is just, it's a sad day for baseball. And it just sucks that once again, you know, and they, they keep talking. Well, they just keeps us in the loop, you know, the Hall of Fame and stuff. Understand that if you're being talked about as a laughing stock of all sports, that your Hall of Fame doesn't have everyone that you need, 
to tell the story of baseball, that's a problem, dude. Patch. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I thought, you know, last year of eligibility, at least one of the four we talked about, we're going to get in. Maybe at least Sosa. I, 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 unfortunately, I expected Bonds and Clemens not to get in. I expected it. I was hoping for a glimmer of hope for Bonds to get in and maybe even Clemens. But I at least expected them to put Sosa in because Sosa, Sosa helped save baseball. And you can, you can take that to the grave. There's a 30 for 30 battle with him and McGuire in the, in the chase to the, the home run in the season. Side note, on the flip side, for A-Rod first year, he got 34.3% of the vote. Which isn't terrible in the first. It's not terrible. Ballot. And he's got then a couple years. He's got nine years left. And Manny on his sixth year got 28.9%. So he's still on the ballot. So it, it, this unfortunately makes – unfortunately, this is – out of the four major sports, baseball is the worst one because baseball makes it so hard to get in because you have a bunch of fud dud writers that are in their seventies. You basically got to be a boy scout to get yeah, in. Some, some, some that don't even cover baseball anymore and they still have a say on who gets into the hall of fame and, and half, you know how the ridiculous that is. And half of them fell out a blank ballot. Because they just have a vote, they, they can just go. Ah, I'm not voting this year. I'm going to say nobody. Send my so, ballot. In. If that's the case, you should lose. You should lose your right to vote. I'm sorry. You there should be a requirement by the baseball writers to be like, no, no, no. no. It doesn't matter. You're voting for people. You got to vote. You can vote for one person. You got to vote for somebody. Yeah, 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 got to vote. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, it's it's just a shame. At it, you know, out of the four, at four people that. Are you know in record books? Bonds most home runs. Clemens most Cy Youngs. You got Schilling, who had probably one of the best post game games ever. And granted, he has other accolades. And then Sammy Sosa. Come Sammy on, Sosa's, Sammy Sosa saved baseball. He did. Him and McGuire saved baseball after the lockout. After the strike. And let's be real, baseball knew what was going on at the time. You didn't think baseball didn't know that. People were starting to juice. Come on now. No, they knew, but because the sport was coming back into the spotlight because they make money off of it, they benefit from it, but then they turn their backs on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I actually have an idea of how we could do this and you tell me what you guys think. I would say, why doesn't the hall of fame committee have a representative from every team? Could be a retired player, could be anybody, and they're the ones who do the votes. What would you say to that? Just an idea. No. I Here's say let the owners I, do it. Let the owners yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah, or or active or active major league baseball players. Okay, that's interesting. It's, an, it's not bad. I mean, a lot of them don't have respect for steroid users, but like, you know, still like a fair representation. Um, here's what I would do. I'm okay with the writers voting, but after there has to be a criteria of who can vote, right? You have to meet certain parts to vote, correct? Yes. Yes. One of them has to be that you have to be an active writer. That's fine. And by active writer, 
it has to be something on the well you report on baseball every day you write articles about baseball every week all that stuff there can't be this retired baseball writer that has no has not that he doesn't follow the game or whatever but is so out of touch with how things are with how the fans want baseball to be told and stuff like there has to be some type of way and is the that that that's how I would approach it and it but of course they're not going to do that they're going to keep through their own ways and going to keep all uh, these dinosaurs in there yeah unless the hall people from the hall of fame actually start understanding that there's a problem here and we can't tell the story of baseball and they start complaining the baseball writers are going to continue to do whatever the heck they want and it's shame or we can now, just limit them <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Now, to, to be fair to Bond, Clemens, Sosa, Schilling, they are in a committee that's going to meet in December that may or may not vote them in. The chances are it's going to be harder for them to get voted in by that committee. However, you never know. So they do have another chance at it. And chances later on. They're, they're going to have chances later on. And... Um, and on but top yeah, of all that, I know this is an old talking point, but it is a shame that Pete Rose still isn't in the freaking hall. You know, that's yeah, that's a different story for a different day. We've no, I'm just beat, saying in general. We've beat that general. bush so we we've beat that bush so many times on this podcast. It's probably at least mentioned in forty episodes. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say it's still a shame now. Still it, a shame. Yeah, I've not touched uh, and I, I I agree, Bill. I agree I too. Totally agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm not going to. Well, obviously, everyone knows why. We've said why before. It's a touchy subject, though. All right, we'll, and we'll, then, we'll... and then, just a couple of notable mentions going on next year's ballot. You got Adam Lynn, Andre Ethier, Matt Kane, and Carlos Beltran. Yeah, Beltran's going to be a tough one because of the whole cheating scandal with the Astros. Yeah. That 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 it may not get him off the ballot right away, but it's going to take him a long time for him to get into Hall of Fame, and that sucks because Beltran he's one of my favorite players. So you know it's going to be it's going to be rough for him. Um, and then I will pose this question: When he finally goes on the ballot, is Etrio a unanimous decision? He better be. If he is not unanimous, something's wrong with these writers. Something is wrong with the writers if they cannot look at the eye and say, this man is a Hall of Famer. He's, he's a Hall of Famer, but is he, is he but unanimous? Does if, he get 100% you, of the vote? If boat? you know he's a Hall of Famer, what are we talking about? That'll be, that, 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 that'll actually be a good let's see what the writers do with each row. Let's see. We're a couple years away from it, but I wanted yeah, to post the question yeah, now because I, I read an article today about who can be the next unanimous, and I saw his name pop. I'm like, I have to ask this to the boys. Is each row unanimous? Yeah, I, I he think better he, be. he should be. He should yes. be. If, think, if he's not, something's wrong with the writers. Something is wrong with these for these writers. I think he should be. But if not unanimous, he's going to have, he's going to have, he's going to be able to walk into the Hall of Fame. Now. There's he'll, he'll, he better have, he, he's going to have a Derek Jeter like number. I was about to say, someone, someone's going to be 
it's going to probably be the same person that didn't get Derek Jeter a hundred percent, the same person, or it's going to be someone that's going to be, yeah, you know what? Nah, he's not unanimous. And that person, if he, once he doesn't vote, uh, each whoever doesn't vote for each needs to explain themselves. Don't hide like a bitch. Oh, Danny boys call come out, come out to the public and say why. That's all we're asking. He better be unanimous. He better be unanimous. Calling in now on January 31st, uh, 2022. Each is going to be unanimous. And with, and with that said, we have reached the end of extra innings, the 99th episode of the, the cumulative 99th episode of sports and sanity podcast on the sports and sanity network make sure you go like us on facebook and twitter danny where can they do that so uh the twitter the podcast twitter uh go at sports sin sports and saying i can't i can't say that today uh and then uh at s insanity real is the network twitter search us on facebook search us on uh yeah, Facebook. I, I, I'm trying to think of. We need to get an Instagram. We should get an Instagram. We I have an we Instagram. It, it's I, the, think, I think we do. It. Yeah, it's the I, Sports I and Sandy podcast. I believe it's just been in incognito for a little bit. It's gonna come. Yeah. Back. So we'll maybe maybe it comes back. Maybe it doesn't. So search us on Facebook, Twitter, and then Patch where they can they go to. Oh, make sure you know. go to the website www.thesportsandsandynetwork.com where you can learn about more about us. All the shows we have to offer on the network, blogs, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So go check it out, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. With that said, I am Lawrence Petchman Lang. I'm Bill Murphy. Stay safe. Take care. Danny Boy Reginald. Peace out, folks. And once again, you have been listening to the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. And as Mike, the pun master, Rifkin always says, namaste. 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 What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network.